live. All right, episode number 57 of Not For Time. You guys are going to want to pull out a pen and paper now because Ryan is busting at the seams to talk about strength. Six ways to boost All right, strength stop it. No, profit. listen. There, people are going to turn us off if you talk like that the whole time. I like my robot voice. Then keep it in the privacy of your home because this is serious stuff, Ryan. We can't act like a child today. This is strength. This is grown person stuff, Ryan. You're ruining my best self. No, I'm not. I'm fixing you. I'm fixing your best self. <laughs> All right, so strength. Listen, this is the perfect time of year to talk about strength because the Open just ended and everybody kind of has this self-realization like, holy shit, I want to get stronger for next year. But there's, uh, there's ways they can do it, Ryan. What are your thoughts on strength for CrossFit? Without reading what's up on the board, I just want to hear your own, like, your personal thoughts on strength for CrossFit. What is the old <clears throat> added statement? I'd rather uh, stronger people are harder to kill. Yes. That's yes. right. That's right. So that's good. I like that. Um, I like that mindset. We have always um, taken that mindset here at the gym prior to you coming on board and programming and everything like that. So I used to tell people, hey, stronger people are harder to kill, and if we're going to be good at something, we're going to be strong. I, I, I love that mentality. So, you know, when we first started PR started, you know, almost be seven years. We were one of the first gyms in the area that did a strength plus Metcon. Mm -hmm. And then I went and learned a lot about Westside Barbell, uh, conjugate method, the whole nine yards. So we started incorporating chains and bands and different um, resistance type uh, accessory things that you could do. So I am a firm believer that anybody can build an engine and everything like that. Right. But if you don't have the strength to go with it, then you have a problem. I know there were some people here back at the gym a long time ago that they uh, they always felt like I programmed too heavy or made adjustments, and I just I feel like I saw the evolution of CrossFit before other people saw it, and yeah. it was going into a strength, strength type type of world. Yeah, yeah right. For so sure. if you weren't strong and you could do burpees, good for you. Mm -hmm. But there, I mean, look at the Metcons that we've had from 2013. There was a burpee and snatch ladder where the burpees went down and the snatch weight mm -hmm. went up and you had to be able to hit a 205 you know there were people that couldn't even hit 165 in that workout and that was back in yeah. 2013 um then in 19 or 19 in uh 2015 we had 15-1 and 15-1a where you got yeah. that heavy lift Max and then clean. what's the one that we did this year, but that was also in 2017? Uh, that clean was the ladder. Uh, clean ladder. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not strong, you're just you're you're going to limit what you can do. And I think if, another telling sign of this is that you have to be strong and you have to have some size on you. Is if you look at games competitors from 2007, 2008, 2009, they just keep getting bigger and more ripped and more abs. I know that's like a very small mark, uh, market segment of this whole thing. But that's the trend that CrossFit and going. And strength can't be neglected. Is it boring? Sometimes I feel like it is. You're in here by yourself, grunting through. I, is it hard? That's is right, it lonely? Ryan loves that stuff, though. Strength he'll, all day. He'll be head all day. <laughs> but it's also necessary. And we have this old uh, adage, like Ryan kind of mentioned earlier. You know, strict before kipping. You gotta have strict before kipping because if structurally you're not able to do a strict pull up. Chances are your shoulders aren't ready to do a kipping pull-up where you're exposing your body to three times its body weight at the bottom of that swing. Yeah, I mean, I, once again, use me as an example. When I started CrossFit um, about 10-ish years ago, um, I, I was able to do a kipping pull-up before I was able to do a strict pull-up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, all that torque on the shoulder, doing snatches incorrectly, the whole nine yards, 
I had a torn labrum. I mean, it just it just happened, right? So yeah. um, we are firm believers, uh, not only here at PR Star, but within our mentality of people that I'm around. It's, you have to be you got to be strong, but you have to have the strict movement. Why do you think we program strict handstand push-ups all the time, people? Yeah, it's it's a necessity. I mean, they popped up in the open, um, and I, and like I, the next part up there, you know, after the open, everybody has this mindset of, oh gosh, I can't. I want to do a strength cycle, and they're scrolling through blogs and scrolling through Instagram and Reddit, and I put up there like a kid in a toy store. I want this, this, and this, and this, and one of these, and one of these. But what do your parents usually say, Ryan? You can only have one. Well, as a your parent, parents, I say no, nothing at all. You eat shit. You gotta choose. I'm closed. One. I uh, <laughs> well, I, I granted, I, I spent a lot of time in the dollar store, so it's like, hey, you can choose one thing, just one, one dollar. Um, so I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, that's the thing. You can only have one thing. So don't throw a bunch of shit out there and see what happens and hope for the best. That's the worst way to go about it. You have to stick to a plan, just one plan. Yeah, I mean, you've heard us say it, you know, trust the process. Uh, I got a fun hashtag that I've used, must be the programming. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you're not going to trust whoever you're using, is it is it Ryan, is it Bobby, is it Cameron, is it Think Tank, is it uh, you Misfits? Know, yeah, Comp Train, oh, whatever oh, everybody. it is, right? If you don't trust it and you're like, oh, well, you know, I want, I want to do this today. Then it, yeah, you're not. You're gonna get something, but you're not gonna get what you potentially could do. Right. right absolutely. Um, I think that's what gets coaches or maybe me and you frustrated. Like, you know, hey, if you trust this, I can get you there. Yeah. But you're not gonna see the results right away. You, it takes baby steps. It, it does take work to get there. Um, you know, I think what people need to understand too, when it comes to the strength cycle and how we program. We do everything, obviously, in cycle basis, but we program towards the open, right? right? So when the open is done, we always hit a strength cycle. We have a different one, this type of uh, go around where we're doing pulling motions. We're doing some tempo demos. Some, a lot of unilateral work, too. Right. Very, very important. But when we're done with this strength cycle, we're going to hit a, con um, uh, not conventional, what word am I, traditional type uh, strength cycle where we're going to have some power cleans, maybe some snatches in there, or just a... Just a old added back squat right? right to get strong going into wind that'll be october yeah but we lay all this out months and months in advance exactly. so we have a good understanding of of where we want to I mean, go we have a room full of whiteboards upstairs that you guys don't know about it's our secret uh never mind what goes on behind the curtains kind of thing it's our wizard of oz we have whiteboards <laughs> we have whiteboards stop it um i want to talk quickly about the top mistakes that we've made now this is a personal thing before we start going out there and giving you um, tips on how to get stronger, I kind of want to talk about things that we've done wrong. So first off, I'll be honest, like this is like, a, what are they, intervention here. I, uh, my biggest mistake that I made, I think, in CrossFit was early on, I saw different methods of training and I figured to myself like, oh, if I do a little bit of everything, I'll get really good at everything. So I was literally doing CrossFit gymnastics in the morning, CrossFit uh, 531, I was doing 531 as well. Jesus. I was doing um, some seal fit workouts. And then in the end, in the evening, I would do main site. So four different programs, and I would double tap muscle groups in the same day. I wasn't recovering. Um, the second mistake I make was eating for different goals. In the early days, I wanted to be a good CrossFitter, but I ate like I wanted to be super lean, like a, a bodybuilder or a figure competition guy. Um, and the final thing was just after all that, overtraining, like not listening to my body. And we talked about it last week. Um, if you haven't listened to episode 56, Get on there and check it out. But Ryan, what about you? What are the top mistakes that you've made? You know, I I never did the four methods of training. I um, I knew I was always strong. So when I 
heard about the powerlifting and Westside Barbell, when I went and learned about that, I was able to, to stick to that. Now, where I found a big issue with me and trying to train, I didn't have anybody to train with. Uh, yeah. And uh, people were like, no, I don't want to do Westside Barbell. I want to do, do Windler. I want to do 531. I want to do Mainside. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I started training by myself that's then turned into overtraining and not understanding, hey, you you know, you did this and you yeah. programmed it yourself, but, you know. Because you have no barometer. You have nobody next to you being like, Ryan, this is too much. Like, yeah, no, You can't do this. Yeah. So you kind of just go it alone and expect the, expect the best. Yeah, so, and then eating, for sure. I know yeah. um, I did uh, the whole 30 months. Oh, man, that's hard to do when you're trying to train hard. And uh, I dropped, like, all the way to 182 pounds. Shit. And I... I'm pretty sure Rachel's like, you look like a drug addict right now. So, and for those um, that don't know, Ryan's sitting comfortably at 250 right now. I am. <laughs> I'm sitting at a solid 205 right now. He's looking good. good. Fighting weight. He's leaning out. We've got you a know? vacation coming up. I'm beating Bobby and everyone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, under eating and that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's something we can definitely cover more on a future podcast about how to eat for the body you want and the performance you want. But our, our show topic today is all about how do we get stronger. Number one up there pump up the volume. <laughs> yeah. I like that, man. You know, one of the questions that you have up there is simple. Are you a volume responder? Do you feel like it takes a lot to warm up mm-hmm. to get a five rep max or do you feel like you can get there pretty quickly? Yeah. I, I, that to me, it, it comes with experience, right? I was just going to add to that. So yeah. I'll, I'll use a great example. Yesterday I did uh, our lift class and I did cleans and right. we had 12 minutes to work up to a Power clean plus two front squats. And I went uh, 135, 155, 205, 235, 265. Okay. And that was within 12 minutes. minutes. So probably every two minutes or so? Yeah, maybe. My first couple ones were a little bit faster, and then I could sit back on it. Um, You know, and I try to explain to this in class, even when our strength cycle, don't don't waste your time with those light, light weights, right? Don't go 135, 155, 175, 195. Okay, now I'm going to go test the five rep max, yeah. right? So I think it, it, that also comes with a lot of experience. Yeah, and I think experience too, you can also say um, with age. You know, when I was younger, I was all about, I'm an intensity responder. I preferred those big ass jumps. I preferred, um, it might look like a deadlift max out day. It looked like something like a, a 135, then 225, then 275. <laughs> then 315, then 405, and that'd be my max out day. Um, but now as I've gotten older, I like more volume because that volume serves as a little bit of a warm-up. Um, if you find yourself PRing at the end of EMOMs, which I still do occasionally, that's, that's your volume responder right there. Now intensity, those are those guys that prefer big jumps and uh, they feel crushed after a really high volume day. Yeah, for me it's definitely volume responder <clears throat> for me. I, over intensity, I did a wad the other night, and uh, it was jumps of 115, 135, 155, 185, mm-hmm. 205, and 225 for snatch. That was something I haven't done since my hip surgery, yeah. and that felt great. I probably feel like I could have pulled 245. Uh, volume responder then. Yep, I would definitely say volume responder when it comes to that. You know, And I think, you know, like you said, is it, is it experience-based? Is it age? I feel like I move better mm-hmm. and feel better as I as you progress through it. through a lift or a wad. So. And uh, to give you another example, too, of how I'm a bad intensity responder, there was a workout. It was 100 back squats for time at 40% of your max. No, I'm good. 
crushed me. <laughs> I tried to do it unbroken. There was no way. I did 47 and died. <laughs> I understand why you and, you and others like to do like Karen unbroken. I'm good. Uh, it, I'm going to drop that at 90, pick it up real but quick. But it, it wrecked me. Um, so what does that look like in programming? Um, well, it's so volume-based training includes 20-plus reps at 80% or more of your max. So example, we're going to use deadlift throughout this whole thing. But deadlift, five sets of 2.2.2. That just means you're doing two reps. You're resting 15 to 20 seconds. You're going to use the same weight. Um, if you do five sets of that, you're looking at 30 reps total. So that would be more of your volume-based training. Yeah, and, and I think when it comes to strength, it's also understanding, like, you're not just ripping and sticking it, right, people? Yep. It's, it's making sure that you understand where you should feel that movement. So deadlift, posterior chain, we're feeling in the glutes, we're feeling in the hamstrings, slight. And I mean so slight, uh, spinal erectors. Yeah. Just engage. Just engage. Yep. Just, just enough to know that they're there. Um, you should not be feeling a deadlift in your calves. It means the weight's pulling you yeah. too far forward. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, you shouldn't be rounding the back like Peter Griffin in Family Guy. Yeah. Um, like, you, you got to make sure that you're doing the movement correctly. Right. So it could just be a simple weight, but if you're engaging correctly, then you're going to make sure that you feel it the following Absolutely. Day. Absolutely. And then the next way to build up that strength and to get stronger for CrossFit is to chase the intensity, not in a workout we're talking about. We're not talking about doing Fran every day. Um, this is for fewer reps than above. So we talked about that, the volume training. Um, this is build up to a heavy deadlift triple in 12 minutes. This is those, these are those people who love to make those big jumps. And I have the examples up there. I already said them. Five at 135, five at 225, three at 225, three at 335. And then finally they're finishing with three at 405. Those are big jumps and something that I wouldn't necessarily encourage people to do. But if you are an intensity responder, go for it. Yeah, no, it, once it, it's going to make sure that it's on field, right? So mm -hmm. um, I think when you make those big jumps, you I think the key word for me today is experience, and you have to have the experience to make that jump. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody that just comes in and this is their first couple times deadlifting because deadlifting is what we're using here, I'm going to highly encourage that we keep those jumps small to make sure that you're feeling the movement correctly mm -hmm. instead of making the big jumps. But, you know, different strokes, different folks, baby. Yeah, and, and there are some athletes who I know, and I'm, I'm thinking of a few people right off the top of my head, who I know that when I say, all right, guys, do a few warm-up reps and then, start building to your weight, they already have 225 on the bar. And I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be more kind to those people because they, looking back at their training experience, though they might be those volume responders. Um, but I think they're missing out on some overall training volume if they just skip those small sets. It's a chance to prep the system a little bit. Yeah, and I think that individual needs to understand that if you really want to get to 225 quickly, mm -hmm. don't start at 135. Yeah. Start at 155. Throw the, throw the red plates on. Right? Yeah. Go 155, 205, so your jump is a little bit smaller, but you start a little bit heavier. And, and trust me, you're not – I've heard people say this, oh, but I don't, I'm trying to save some for my max out. I'm trying to save some for the max. You're fine. You're bro. Doing three reps at 205 is not going to hurt you yeah. for your max out. Um, the next one up there, accessorize. Yeah. Accessories all day, baby. Variety is the spice of life, man. That's what <laughs> I put up there. Um, well, spices are the spice of life. Spices are the spice of life. But variety helps it, too. Adding variations in any type of lift, I, I think, is really... I, I think it's interesting as a programmer, right? So, yeah. Um, I know you have adding variations of the main lift for higher reps is great. Um, I like adding variations to just start strengthening... All the little muscles around everything yeah. that we're trying to get to. So we're using the deadlift. You have clean grip. 
Romanian deadlift by eight with tempo. Um, wow, I think we've learned so much about tempo in the past yeah. year and a half, two years. Definitely. Um, for the deadlift, you know, I have a, just a simple one. How about some glute ham raises? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? That can great. be on the glute ham uh, raise machine that we have downstairs or having a friend hold your ankles and you try to pull up. Now, here's Brutal. the deal. If you're using your back and you're telling me your back's pulling you up, what I told... I told one of our staff members, she said that she was having an issue trying to do a glute ham raise. Do it as a negative, right? So start up, and then as we slowly come down, you're contracting, yeah. contracting until you, you come, come down, down and you come down to a box or yeah. something like that. Okay, cool. I, I, I'm on the same page with that. So um, Supersets are great here. You want to work with reps of 6 to 15 with moderate rest in between. So like you said, we have that clean grip deadlift, and then you rest 30 seconds, move into back extensions with a one-second pause at the top for 15 reps. Um, do that three times with 60 seconds rest in between rounds. You're cooking with gas with that. I think it's really going to accessorize for that deadlift. There are other things for the front squat. Let's say you got Bulgarian split squats. You can do some of those. Yeah. Um, box step ups with some weight. Yeah. So I mean, I jump it in on you. Like, so you say accessorize. I say circuit training too. So mm -hmm. it's one and the same. Um, if you want to use front squats, four by twelve Bulgarian split squat. Perfect. Right. Four by twelve Bulgarian split squat. Left rest 30 seconds. And then you could do goblet squats, goblet double squats, yep. kettlebell front squats. I love it. Rest 30 seconds, rest one minute after all that, repeat four times, go. And the, the, the main theme there is mix it up, have some fun, try new things, and, and you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, the next one, tempo. Yeah. And this is what kind of lead, we talked about accessories, but then tempo work. Um, CrossFit is sometimes based solely on intensity. Now, I'm not saying all the time. Obviously, people know, know how to slow down and everything like that. Um, but the first thing you hear when somebody says CrossFit is, oh, that's intense. I don't want to do CrossFit. That's intensity. But um, the magic's in the movement for this. The tempo focuses on the eccentric and isometric aspects of a lift. So, for example, we're talking deadlift. We've got that 5x3 deadlift with a tempo of 4-1-X-2. Now, I know that sounds like a crazy foreign language, hieroglyphics or whatever, but the tempo means the first number is 4 seconds. It's the eccentric part of the lift, the down portion. So in this case, imagine you're starting with that deadlift in the up position. You'll go 4 seconds down to the floor, a 1-second pause on the floor. X just means explode back up with good form, good technique and a two-second pause at the top. So what that does is really allows an athlete to focus on the lowering phase of that deadlift, loading those hamstrings, working on that proper technique. You love tempo work, Ryan. I know you do. It's fun. I like it. It definitely makes you feel things differently. I think, you know, in our cycle right now, I think we had deadlifts today. It's a... Uh, is it written on the board it might behind, be behind you? Yeah, tempo, 3x, 3, 2. 3 by, yeah, 3x, 4x, or 3, 0, 4, 0. So it's 1, 2, 3 down. Touch the floor, come back up, one, two, three, four. Love it. I mean, I know people are out there today, and they're like, man, that's tough. Yeah, slow it down. It exactly. Shit don't got to be fast. And it's not going to be at maximal load. I know your, your 12 rep max, or let's just call it a 5 rep max. I think our, our, our deadlift is based off of a 5 on five this one, max, and then correct. our front squat is based off an 8. 8 rep max. Yeah, it's not going to be your true numbers. Like, if you know your 5 rep max on a normal deadlift, and then somebody says, hey, do 3 by 5 tempo deadlift your numbers are going to go down considerably because you're adding that what we call time under tension um, and that's important important stuff when you're training uh training hard for strength no and and you know what it i've said this once i'll say it again i said it in a personal training uh client today <clears throat> crossfit got so many things right mm -hmm. but one of the things that they got wrong was not 
explaining to either owners or anybody in that matter, there are times that you need to slow down and focus on something. And, and when we talk tempo, that, that's also one of the reasons we do it. We want you to slow down. We want you to feel where it's supposed to be felt. And, you know, call us innovators. We, we're seeing it before other gyms are. Yeah. Right? So we want you to relax. We want you to come in, do the movement correctly. We add tempo. We add accessories. We're trying to figure out, is it a volume-based or intensity-based? Then it moves us right into number five, right? It's positional work. Yeah, and this yeah. is very similar to tempo training too, positional work. And we've uh, Give me an example of what that might look like. Right. Um, well, I'll, I'll use an example that I had today. I uh, worked on a snatch with an individual, and we went from high hang to just above the knee. We had to pause it just above Perfect. the knee to make sure that we're feeling the, the movement correctly. And then I had him do a pull, mm -hmm. and I brought him back to the high hang above the knee, pause for a second, and then I let him do a hang power snatch. Um, it's very simple to come in and rip it and stick it. That's the second time I've said that mm -hmm. today. You're, you're not doing the e not the easy movement, but you're not doing the easy part of the movement correctly. So then you're going to just trash the entire movement. Yeah. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. That's what they say. <laughs> wow. That's aggressive. No, it's a real story. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. We've just been censored. We went from R rated. To <laughs> Don't worry. We have an explicit rating on, on podcasts. Oh, uh, poor baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're doing the movement correctly, and this is once again that goes into the understanding that like if you slow it down, mm. it's not going to be sexy all the time. It is a baby steps type of thing, but man, how good you're going to feel once you understand it and do it right. Yeah. And then everybody's like, hey, watch watch Cameron's lift over there. This is what you want to look like. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Got, Got it. it. Um, and the example we have for that deadlift, how do you get stronger at the deadlift? It's um, seven sets of three deadlift with a one-second pause at mid-shin. Um, and this it allows coaches to kind of keep an eye on people who usually speed through those trouble areas because, you know, it, if we add speed to movements, technique becomes less of a uh, priority for people. And this is going to go back to the basics, back to the, uh, the root cause of any problem that you might have. So pausing at mid-shin, it could be a pause at the knee for two seconds. Um, there's literally like... You're only limited by your imagination with this stuff. Um, and I think that'll lead us right into number six, variations again. But this is a different type of variations that we're talking about with our accessorize. Those are accessory movements. This is going to be variety added to base movements. And I, I know this is your west side world right here. This, this is, is Yeah, this is west side all day. This is, uh, you have double, um, is that overhand? Double overhand uh, deadlift. Oh, overhand. Yep. Uh, so overhand, overhand grip, deadlift on a two-inch riser, right? So... Think about this, you're doing a deadlift and you're going farther yep, down, exactly. right? So you're you're activating those hamstrings even more as long as you're staying in the right position. Correct. I love West Side Barbell. I add bands, I add chains. Um, you ever it, do any board work with bench press? I, so back in the day I did. Yeah. It's, that's it's some tough. good stuff, it's right? Tough. So uh, board work, right? So each board is gonna be a different sticking point. Mm -hmm. So the reason you add that variation is Let's pretend Cameron has a problem getting out of the bottom of his squat on a back squat. Correct. Yeah. So for him, I'm going to add bands or chains that go below parallel every time to see if he can drive out of that, keeping chest up, hips coming through, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. Right. Where let's pretend that we have somebody that can drive out of the hole, right, tendency of myself, but I get to just above parallel, and if it starts to become a little bit of a fight, I quit, drop the weight, and move on. Yeah. Right, so what we want to do for me is that squat might be with bands, 
onto a box slightly above parallel. So yeah. when we hit that sticking point, it's much harder to get through. I like that. Right? So, um, you know, that's a methodology that you have to understand. This goes back to what Cameron was talking about earlier in a sense of, oh, I went on Instagram and uh, Camille LeBlanc yeah. is doing banded bench and this person's yeah. doing and the rock's doing this. There has to be structure, y'all. There has structure, to be structure. But, but if you're going to get the structure, you better get it from somebody who knows what the Correct. After talking about that is true because I mean it, your weakness. If we're talking like, for example, the let's say a bottoms up front squat where you start your front squat from the absolute bottom position and drive it up. Let's say you're super strong out of the bottom of the hole. That's not going to do you justice if you have trouble pulling your heavy squat clean, right? So let's say you get buried by heavy squat cleans every time. Um, then a front squat from the bottom up might be your your best interest. So it's it's knowing your weakness and then targeting that weakness with some strength. Um, variety to it. Now sometimes these, these uh, variations, this west side stuff, can actually allow you to lift more weight. So for example, the deadlift from the knees or what we call rack pulls. Mm -hmm. um, I might be able to deadlift 5 by 475 from a rack pull at the knees versus from all the way down at the floor, well maybe five uh, 435, something like that, 5 by 5. So it's, it, it's going to allow me to lift more weight and overload that system a little bit. Right, and so just so everybody understands, the west side barbell methodology is all about tricking the central nervous system, which kicks in around 28 days. So if you keep doing push-ups over and over and over and you increase those push-ups from day one to day 28, well, eventually your central nervous system is going to kick in and go, dude, you can't We're done. just do 1,000 push-ups yep. every day. So it's going to stop, right? So the West Side Barbell methodology, which we're just talking about right now, is all about tricking that central nervous system and not allowing it to kick in. That's why you're adding the different variations of it. So I, I hate to use a buzzword, but like um, P90X, muscle confusion. Oh, yeah, muscle, my muscles are so confused right now. <laughs> body blows. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, buddy. Don't, uh, don't you think Ryan didn't do no body blows? I did uh, tie bow. I didn't do body blows. You would do tie bow. I'm all about some videos. So Billy Blanks, baby. Um, it's all good, though, right? I mean, we're talking to strength. We're in a CrossFit gym. I don't give a shit if you're in a gold gym. I don't care. Yeah, it could be. If you're doing tie bow, do something. Do something. Moving is better than sitting on the couch. Agree with that. Now, with all this being said, let me just reiterate everything really quick. Six ways to boost strength. Pump up the volume, chase intensity, accessorize, add some tempo. How about some positional work? Variety. Those are your six ways to get stronger in CrossFit. But there's got to be a plan. Oh, there so has to be a plan. There has to be a plan. You can't just do all this and be like, all right, I'm not getting stronger. What, what gives? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, there, there's got to be a plan. you got to be able to talk to somebody and understand, you know, is your plan right? Is their plan right? The whole nine yards. So it's uh, it's fun. I love programming. I think that's the coolest thing about all this. I definitely nerded out putting this up on the board. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like that movement, that's cool. I forgot about that. I, I like your bottoms at front squat. I was like, man, I have not used that in a minute. That's a that's a hard thing to do, man. Now you're thinking. Now he's I got, thinking. I got a couple of clients that are gonna be real pissed, real soon. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance to anybody working with Ryan on front squats. Um, so uh, Ryan, I had an idea on the way in today too. Okay. Instead of a question of the day, we talk about what we're currently digging. Like what what are we into right now? So digging. Digging, yeah. I don't dig. What are you into? What you what you what are you like um, feeling right now? Uh, it can be anything. I'm talking. TV show, book, food, sauce, condiment, whatever, man. 
Um, I, I won't get into too much detail. I'm reading a book right now, or I don't. Let's let's rephrase that. I'm listening to a book. I don't read. There we go. Um, it's hard enough to read your chicken shit that's up on my. Well, wall. If you want to come up here and write all this shit down, you do it. You know how hard that is. I spent. I've been here since four o'clock in the morning. No, you haven't. <laughs> so I've been listening to a book, and um, the the book is uh, it's called Your Best Self. Mm. And I think I've talked to you about this, but it, it has you do an exercise that you write down traits that you find that are, are positive about yourself, right? Yeah. They might not be traits that you see every day, but they're what you feel is, quote unquote, your best self. Right. So then they write, they have you write a description, a character of yourself, right? You can name it whatever you want. It can be a fictional character. It can be mythical. It can be anything. It can be a, an animal, yeah. whatever you want. Then they have you do your anti-self. They have all your anti-traits and then have you write the anti-description. You can name it once again. Right. So uh, I did that a little while back and, you know, starting to see what I want to see more and Mm. what I don't want to see as much. So what I'm digging right now is when I see either my best self or my anti-self come out, being able to, quote, unquote, fight each other off if they're, you know. Not letting the anti-self win and and then letting the best self live a little bit more. So when people okay. are like, oh, what did you eat or what did you have this morning? You might just be getting my best self of being funny, goofy, a little bit more vulnerable, open up a little bit more. You know, beep, bop, boop. That's not, Six that's not vulnerable. Strength for that's trust. not vulnerable. That is obnoxious. <laughs> you might not think it's vulnerable, but I'm being vulnerable about letting myself be a little uh, bit more I, loose. I like it. I like so it. So don't you, ruin my best lose. self. Um, I what? like that though. I'm going to have to look into that book. What um, are you digging? I'm digging a podcast right now called Blackout. It's got Remy Malik from, uh, what's it called? From uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Uh, it's amazing. It's an audio drama. It's not a real story. It's, oh, just, it's, a, a, it's just like a fiction. It's like that show Homecoming. Have you seen that with Julia Roberts? They turned it into a TV show. It used to be a podcast. So it's a, basically an audio TV show minus oh. the TV. Oh. Really good stuff. If you listen to it, let me know what you think. If you haven't, listen to it. Do yourself a favor. That's it. That's what I'm digging right now. Okay. okay. Um, podcasts and books. You got a quote? or a Coaching tip? Coaching tip? Yeah, man. This kind of goes with what we talk about here. Um, you know, I've kind of been doing a lot of like self-motivating podcasts and stuff and one of them kind of recently mentioned like you can sit here and listen to good podcasts and and get all kinds of great ideas on how to be amazing and chase life down and make the most of it but it doesn't mean shit if you don't take action and that's the thing too like a lot of people get these programs these ideas these intentions this stuff but nobody takes action because we get decision fatigue and we're like i've got so much shit i want to do i'm not going to do anything so just take action. Get up and do something to make yourself better today. I like it. All right. I'm fired up right now. I can see that. <laughs> what about you? What's your coaching tip? Show up for yourself first. I like that. Show up for yourself first. Do it. That kind of goes along the lines of what I said, too. No, mine's better. Well. And I wrote mine. You, you might have used. Mine came you from used, the heart. You used mine, came mine from the heart. while and you're like, I'm going to make it sound like this. Take action. Do something for yourself. Show up for yourself. Do it. Show up for yourself. All right. Later, everybody. We'll see you next time on episode 58.